Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily, and we are continuing on our summer reading extravaganza with our author chats. So today, we get to talk to Jamie Della. She is an ordained priestess, Chicana witch, mentor, author of 10 books, the most recent being A Box of Magic, which will be out in September. And I'm so excited to have her here today and get to meet her, chat with her, learn all about the work that she's doing, and help you learn about how you can get in touch and and receive from her as well. So welcome, Jamie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so can you tell us just a little bit about who you are, what you're doing in the world, and the magic you're bringing in all around? Sure. <laughs> that's not that's not too much, is it? I, no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> I'm a double Capricorn. We <laughs> start there. I tell people I'm a double Capricorn with a Virgo moon. They go, ooh, I go, I know. Wow. I'm like, but my mom was a Leo and she raised me as a Sagittarius. She's all, you're on the cusp. And my, <laughs> you know, my grandmother, my nana was a psychic tarot reader. And she's like, and you're, and she's like, but you, so she will be like, talk to my mom. My mom would say, oh, well, you know, Nana said that you were really more a Sagittarius because that was your due date. I go, really? <laughs> because Nana told me that I stayed in the womb for a couple more days to become a Capricorn so I could deal with your Leo self. Oh, because we, we grew up. I mean, astrology was always around me yeah. you know, with it, with a psychic um, tarot reading grandmother who lived with us for a couple of years. And she would tell us about 1111 and, um, you know, the doorways to, to the spirit world. And, you know, like, well, honey, my room was, my room was really cold. And, and, and she would say to me, well, she had a Southern accent. She goes, well, honey, the reason you're such a bitch is because you got all those spirits living in that room with you. <laughs> and I was like, what, 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 what am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> you know? And she goes, and she taught me, she said, you're having a human experience. They are ethereal. They don't have a body. You do. You get to tell them out. This is my human experience. And so she taught me at a very early age how to have boundaries with spirits, which is really important because I grew up on the same land as 10 generations of my family. Wow. And, and being someone open, you know, you look across um, the hills or whatever, and I could see it before it was before there was houses on it I could see mm -hmm. it when we used to ride by horseback you know from the mountains to the river I could see all these different strange memories DNA memories and I didn't know what they were uh-huh and and there are the ancestors speaking to me and it was hard it would go to bed at night and I would just hear all the noises and I'm like I felt like I was at a party yeah. but I didn't I didn't know how I got there and you know I'm eight nine years old and, and my grandma's like well, honey, you got a porch light on and all those spirits will just see you. <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> so it sounds like she told you how to keep the door shut. She told me how to keep the door shut. She taught me, but she told me mostly that it was a, a possibility. You know what I mean? Like you, you can try to teach people like you get to say no, but you uh -huh. have to really believe 
that you have that authority. Uh-huh. So sometimes it, it, it took a lot of repeating, right. Yeah. To be able to, especially when you think you're hearing your ancestors from, you're like, I'm chosen. They're chosen me. You yes. Know? Versus like, no, I'd really just like to go to sleep. I don't care if they chose me or not. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was, that was an education in spirituality. And then also my other grandmother, my maternal grandmother died the month before I was born. So I always credit her as being my first teacher. Cause she's like, a grandma Coco, uh-huh. you know, if you've seen the movie, like yeah. where you can, you can, you can speak to the spirit world. It wasn't strange in our family to pick up the pictures of the ancestors and talk to them. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, it was, it was part of it. And then the other influence was Christian science. Mm-hmm. I was raised in Christian science faith. And so mental magic from faith healing, you know, without our little pretty trinkets of like our cauldrons and our crystals and our herbs that we have as witches right? in Christian science, all you got is yourself is just knowing your wholeness. And and so that was kind of the foundation for Wicca to come into my life. And for me to really embrace witchcraft is this um, fertile ground that I had for that information. And then of course, just being a tree hug and dirt worshiper. Yeah, that helped. <laughs> it does. It does play a role. It plays a big role. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So what I do on this planet is I write mm-hmm. and I throw pottery and I teach magic and I make herbal medicines and I do massage and Reiki. And when all of that you know, sometimes that doesn't flow. Then I go back into my, uh, put my hat on. I do my marketing and my PR, what I went to college for. And I usually last about two years before I run screaming from the office and try not to burn any bridges on the way out. (laughs) Bad. bad. It sounds like it's something you're good at, but it doesn't actually feed your soul. No, I mean, it, it does. Sometimes it depends on what the project is, right? Sure. You know, s- small businesses, women run businesses, you know, kids, people trying to make the most of themselves events like that. Those are fun. Uh-huh. You know, I'm putting that kind of stuff together, but I knew I was like, I'm never going to write PR. I don't know what it was. I said, I'm never going to do PR for Colgate toothpaste. I don't know why I thought Colgate was going to call me, but I wasn't going to pick up the phone. I wasn't have nothing of it. I wasn't going to have nothing to do with it. <laughs> so did they ever call? No, nobody <laughs> like that. Ever. No, but you know, I've had, I've had a lot of really interesting, you know, one time I worked for Mars global, the, the big candy company yeah. that has other, yeah. and, um, and it was right. It was like 2010, right. When a lot of the GMO stuff was coming out mm-hmm. and I kept pushing, I'm like, okay, you have uncle's Ben, uncle Ben's rice. So they had different things. And I'm always pushing for that transparency. Cause I always thought when I got in, when I was in school, public relations was about social responsibility. Uh-huh. Now it's, now it's about Instagram, yes. you know, but then it was about how can we be good people? How can we, with all our money as big corporations help people? So for me, that's, you know, being, helping lift humanity has always been number one on what I do Mm -hmm. and however that shows up, it's kind of diverse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are so many ways to do that, but witchcraft is one of them. Always. I've always believed that, you know, when the Wicca cookbook was my first book, it came out in 2000 Mm -hmm. and I always felt that being a witch is a, being an earth activist Mm -hmm. because of our respect our um, 
And hopefully what I kind of took from uh, E.O. Wilson, who is a father of socioecology, um, that we are one member of a huge community. Mm-hmm. And when we see that there's land spirits, there's flora, there's fauna, there's, you know, other, other spirits that live with us. And we are one community, one member of that. We are not the most, we shouldn't be dominant. We shouldn't be exerting ourselves like this. We need to work with more sustainability and consciousness for the sentience, for the sentience of the yes. flora and the fauna. And I feel like that's witchcraft that's kind of at least my version of witchcraft and i know everyone has a different version but my yes. version of witchcraft is you know green fey folk eclectic you know some wicca because of that capricornism <laughs> that that structure <laughs> you know when i first started going to classes and the way they would teach calling in the elementals and the uh, energy would be all hail ye guardians of the eastern quadrant I yes or, you know this big gardenarian like oh and then you know you'd go to rituals and someone would like just throw petals for the goddess i'm like really that's all we gotta do (laughs) it still works what yeah exactly (laughs) exactly so i i love having an eclectic background for witchcraft because it is that was one of the most exciting and frustrating parts i think of of stepping on this path is that you are your own best teacher Uh uh-huh so we often look you know we're not used to that level of autonomy. Yeah. You know, in school where we wrote memorization and, and just the way that we're kind of uh, shuffled, you know, to say, even call yourself an artist is this huge thing that people could have galleries of, of stuff, but still have a hard time claiming that because it's, it's not valued as much. This, this entrepreneur free spirit isn't we're it's becoming more thank goodness because we we're needed. Yes. Yeah you know, yeah. bottom line. Yeah. We definitely don't live in a culture that values that it, it, it's much more about the capitalist to make the money succeed. I have my air quotes going, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever exactly. that means, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, success takes many forms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and success for me has always been, am I being true to my divine essence? Yeah. You know, am I being true to myself? That's my success. Am I honoring me if I'm tired and I, and I still go out, you know, or the opposite. Mm-hmm. If I, if I need to, you know, go see people, but it's like, it's okay. I'll just stay home. No, you know, you got to get out there and honoring myself and what I need. And I feel that is such a task because, you know, those are the Socrates said, know thyself. And we're still going, is that, are you sure? Is that the answer? Know myself? <laughs> really? <laughs> right. And then I think I know myself, but this other thing over here is telling me that's not right. So maybe I'm wrong and I don't know myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe I've evolved again and I just have to yes. figure it out. <laughs> oh crap. I just grew again. What's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> the old construct isn't working for me anymore. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Well, I love that you were talking about being your own teacher. And I do think that there is, um, there's a lot around witchcraft that is about being your own teacher. And I think that there is a lot of value too, in learning from other people and the experience of co-creating with others and hearing and experiencing what they have to offer. Um, And I know that your most recent book is really based on a lot of the teachings that you received from a mentor in your life. Yeah. So my, uh, a box of magic 
if I could just tell you how it came to be yeah, and then, do it. And, and then we'll, that'll explain them why it's about, why it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> so the book before the, uh, my, the recent book was called the book of spells, the magic of witchcraft. And that came out at the end of 2019. So I was on a book signing tour in 2020 uh, in February. Mm-hmm. And I went and I got a psychic reading and my mentor who had, I had sat at her knee for three years learning about how to apply magic. Cause it's one thing to say, you know, summer is about blooming as big as you are. And you're like, okay, but how does that, what, how does that deal with my failing marriage? Like, I don't get it. Uh-huh. You know, and it's like, it's about being true to yourself. And if that big self essence of who you are, your big light, your big darkness, whatever your ray of essence is from the creative source, if you're not being true to that, then yeah, then, then you've got to find a way to work out these relationships and that's, what's important right now. Mm -hmm. So in any case, that was, that's what I learned from her. So I go to this reading, she shows up in the reading and the the psychic starts describing her and I'm like, yep, that's my, yep. That was my Wiccan mentor. And he says, well, she wants you to get a picture of her and take her on your next book signing tour. Oh, I was like, okay. You know how we get these messages from spirit. They were like, okay. (laughs) I'll do it. I guess. I don't know what I'm doing, but you know, that's not, I I don't need that. I don't need to know what I'm doing. So I got the pic. I put a a post on Facebook and my mentor's daughter, Alexa saw it, sent me a picture of her mama. And I was like, Oh, it was perfect. And and I put it up on my altar and I'm like, okay. And then a couple of months later, Alexa, the pandemic hits. Yes. And everyone's cleaning up. And do going through the garages and you yes. know. So she finds all her mom's curriculum and she says, calls me and she says, I've consulted the family and we want you to have it. Oh wow. 23 pounds, a huge <laughs> box of her education, ESP Institute from 1971, all the way up to a handwritten hand fasting ritual that wow. she had done. So all this stuff. And I sat with it for a really long time, not knowing what to do with it, right? It was just so big. And then she said, tell him about us. Uh-huh. And I got the images of sitting at her knee at 33 years old, trying to figure out how, how do I be a public witch, a mom, you know, I was worrying about my kids getting ostracized. You know, how do I, where do I find the right community? Because I am so far out of the closet that I'm just not going back in, mm-hmm. you know, um, my book had come out and uh, I had, I had hosted a, a cooking show for the sci-fi channel, but, um, then nine 11 happened, you know, in, uh-huh. w- back then. And so I, I felt so alone and so scared and trying to be brave for what I believe to be a very gentle lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it just had a bad rap. And so in any case, so I thought, okay. And then I love the hero's journey, this potentiality of p- personal growth through, the experiences of challenging our shadow self, relying on our allies and our mentors and learning to come away with the chalice, the, the Holy grail of knowing ourself. That's mm-hmm. the Holy grail is really loving and being filled with that self-knowledge and self-love. So I wrapped around three years, 12 different visits on the hero's journey that corresponded with all the narration, you know, from answering the call to adventure to the ritual herbalism that is your allies to meeting your mentors to facing your shadow self and 
So my mentor is now on a book signing tour with me, just like she wanted to. <laughs> the tricky little witch. And it's not even just her picture. It's like so much of her essence. So much of her essence. I got to record the audiobook too. Oh, fun. And it was really fun because I, uh, you'll appreciate this, I think. Um, I don't know why. I just think you will. So, <laughs> so I was trying to do like, okay, I want to do her voice too. Like I want to have my voice and her mm -hmm. voice. So I'm like, what was her voice? It's been 20 years. I can't remember. And I called her, her daughter. I call Alexa and I go, what was your mom's voice? She goes, it was kind of husky. I go, oh. yeah, it was a little, it was a little Demi Moore. It was a little husky, you know, a little bit like this. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, how am I going to get there? Is how it not be fake? Well, right before I did the audio, I got sick, completely oh. lost my voice. And I don't get sick between uh -huh. being raised Christian science and being a witch. It's like a personal defect of mine. If I ever get sick, <laughs> I'm horrible about it. So anyways, I get sick. I have absolutely no voice. Mm -hmm. And then it finally, and I'm telling, I'm telling the universe and the spirits, I'm all, uh-uh, you don't get to take this one for me. This is mine. I want this. It's mine. And I was, you know, honey, everything, all the, all the herbal medicines, all the tricks. I even took actual medicine. And, then, <laughs> um, and then my voice was so raw that the Husky was not a problem. Uh -huh. I could do Husky and the Airbnb I stayed at was next to this, um, this elementary school, you know, how elementary schools will have like those cups Well, they'll spell out like their mascot or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it said, go Husky pride. I was like, oh my gosh, you're everywhere. You're everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, I, I appreciate telling those stories about mentors because I believe we get to, and I, and I was vulnerable. I broke down. I had, when I was in my thirties, I was still working through issues about my mom. My mom and I went to loggerheads through most of my teen years. And I said to her, my mentor one time, how can I say, I love the goddess. If I have mommy issues, oh. like what's that about? Yeah. And someone you can talk those things through, mm -hmm. right? Those questions that we have, like, you know, or I remember when I would, I, there was a time you'd go to a lot of pagan conferences. They had a lot of the alabaster um, statues of Athena or mm -hmm. Aphrodite and Apollo. I used to go to book signing events and bring them home and this kind of a stuff. And I brought home Aphrodite and Hera and my friends like, Oh, that was a mistake. And I was like, what? And, you know, I was like, well, their pantheon shows that they fought, you know, uh -huh. and their stories and sure as anything, if the boys didn't hit a soccer ball and hit Hera, beheaded her, she was in four pieces. It was, no, we will put her back together, but asking your mentor, can you have, what, can, what do you do when you have these icons that are bringing in this energy that is, has warring stories, you know, mm -hmm. these kind of, can you, can you be a Christian, witch? can you, can you be love, you know, Egyptian and this, and when's it appropriate, you know, to step into a culture that you've never experienced before, but you're drawn to, mm -hmm. you know, and this was before our ancestry.com where you could go, Oh, well, I'm 24% Irish. No wonder I love the Celts. Right. You know, I mean, like, now we have that option. Then it was just like, ah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think mentors are really wonderful for, for, they also see in you things that you don't see in yourself. Yes. And they'll push you a little bit further then maybe you would push yourself mm -hmm. and they're also there to hold you when you fall. 
Right. You know, and help you get back up again. And, and like you said earlier, help you see things from a different perspective, mm-hmm. because it's one thing to say you're a witch at 17. It's another thing to know it at 25, another mm-hmm. thing to know it at 35 or 50 or 70 to experience decades of Samhain's uh-huh. you know, and how you show up and what does it mean to have, maybe you only put up an ancestor altar at Halloween, but now you decided you want one year round so that you can always go there and, and like learning the different techniques, but also just the wisdom lives deeper, deeper within you, more kinesthetic and more alive. Yes. I love that. So true. And I just, when you said that decades of sound, I was thinking, yeah, like I have done decades of sound right? right? And just how those have changed and morphed and what they've meant to me in different years or years when I've been deep in loss or years where I've been full of joy. Like what, how has that transformed my experience of that energy? Um, Yeah. And also like, you know, when you read spell books and whatnot, and they'll say, you know, do this banishing spell or the memes, uh-huh. <laughs> they'll say, do, do a banishing spell on a Saturday. Right. Uh-huh. And, 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 and you're like, well, it's Tuesday, you know, what do I do? Right. And learning, well, Tuesday is Mars day. So mm-hmm. you could use that energy to push away, you know, that warlike fierce energy of Mars to push away what no longer serves you, or even going further back to the agricultural aspect of that God, you know, imagining yourself as an indigenous endemic plant that's going to push out weeds, mm-hmm. you know, and banish them and just learning all those different ways to utilize our magical correspondences so that they flow in line with the, not only the collective consciousness of what's going on in nature, because I believe, you know, we, a lot of our witchcraft will talk about, you know, in summer, we bloom. In fall, we release. In winter, we rest. In spring, we rebirth. Well, sometimes you're out of whack, mm-hmm. but whenever possible, it's so nice to get into that flow because that collective consciousness, the energy that is in nature and is blooming in summer and dropping leaves in fall, that if we go into that, it's like stepping into a river and going with yes. the current versus walking upstream going, I don't know why I keep running into these rocks. You yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's why seasonal magic works so well yes. because the collective consciousness is already going in that direction. I totally agree with you a million percent. <laughs> million percent. A million percent. I claim it as so. <laughs> By my will, so much it be. Yes, that too. <laughs> but it's true when we when we actually tune into what's happening in the world around us, I think that it gets us more in alignment, not just with nature, but with certain rhythms within ourselves that we may or may not even be aware of. Right. And, you know, I know for me in spring, I, and I've talked about this before on the podcast and, and also in teaching that I do spring is a hard time for me because that quickening mm-hmm. is like too quick for me. It's too quick. I'm mm. not ready to get started there. I want to hang out oh. in the darkness a little longer. Oh. And so it's learning how to work with that so that it's not making me anxious and I can actually step into spring mm-hmm. uh, with that opening maybe yeah. as open as some people. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I, I hear you. I hear you because the transitions aren't always easy. Right. You know, and that's, that's why we have the cross quarter days, right. To go. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. To prepare uh-huh. to find that preparation inside yourself and, yeah. in, and in the natural world. Yeah. You know, and I, I just have to say, I love the name of your podcast and I have to tell you a quick story. So <laughs> um, back in 
like back in the day, back in 2000, when I was, you know, kind of a little scared, a little grumpy about being the witch in a neighborhood, they'd been passing KKK pamphlets. Um, It was super, yeah, it was kind of sketch, but I'm, I'm such a bulldog. I like carved a crescent moon in the side gate. Um, (laughs) I invited all the teenage boys over to have an animal car. reading you know I was just like yep that's me I'm the witch and um right behind us was this gay couple and they had had a party one night and I our neighbor was very uh how do I put this um very opposite of a lot of what we are okay (laughs) not inclusive uh yeah so in any case so she's pulling away and I'm on playing slip and slide in the front door with my um front yard with my kids and she goes, did you hear that party last night? I'm like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. I was, I was in the backyard with a glass of wine pretending I was at the party. So I was like, I thought it was fun. <laughs> you know, you great music. And she goes, would well, you know that they're gay? And I said, well, I don't know if you know this, but there's this new rule that everybody has to have one gay person and one witch in every neighborhood. And it's just your karma to live next to both of us. <laughs> I'm your witch next door, sister. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> and was she friendly to you after that? Um, she was always friendly. She took care of my kids and, you know, she was just like, Jamie, do you have to? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> you, know, you can't say those things, you know, <laughs> so you're just being rude right. and everyone gets an opportunity to express themselves. And yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting thing to just always be a very loud witch next door. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, and sounds like creating some learning opportunities for some people around you. It's very important. <laughs> it is very important. Especially especially as my uh, pedantic teaching uh, Capricornism will be like, no, I have something to teach you. Come over. Come here, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're in for it. Uh-huh. Especially the double Capricornness. Oh, yeah. yeah. And firstborn. I mean, it's. Oh, oh, uh, it's oh. all there. It's all there. It's all there. there. (laughs) I'll get you there. Believe me, when I say I'm going to do something, it gets done. Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I love that. (laughs) I I am not a Capricorn, but um, I do. But I. I am somebody who gets stuff done. So I can totally relate to that. I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, see, I was going to be one of you. Yeah. Like a little bit more free spirited, but. (laughs) Well, I was supposed to be a Capricorn. Oh, see, you see? Did the opposite. I did the opposite. I came early so that I could, you know, I needed have, that fire. Apparently, have your own birthday versus being two days before Christmas. Yeah, I would not be okay <laughs> with that. Yeah, it's hard enough to wait a full year <laughs> yes. for all your prezies, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for all the celebration. I know. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Mm. So. So I hear, I hear all of this teaching for you and I'm wondering, are you teaching or are you just writing? Not just writing, not to, I don't no, know I know, that, I hear you. but yeah, I'm curious. I, I am um, starting to put more things online because I am first and foremost a writer, you know, uh-huh. I mean, my first, my first story, I just happened to write, write about witchcraft, you know, uh-huh. it's not like, yeah. So, um, so my teachings, I've done a writing class, a write creative writing class. I had uh-huh. a whole workshop of those, but I'm planning on launching a mentor program based on the next book, A Box of Magic. Oh, so okay. really being just being there for questions, because, you know, I feel like in the beginning too, a lot of people just don't really understand all kinds of different things from 
will this spell work if I do it on a Saturday versus a Tuesday? You know, right. You know, how do I talk to my family about this? You know, where, mm-hmm. you know, how, how do I, um, you know, create an altar and just, you know, I feel like it's a lot of giving people that permission to trust themselves Yes, and, and being there for that process and being there for, for part of what that, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so that's going to be something that'll be coming soon to my website is a mentorship program that, um, just to be available. I do that with my body work. I sit with people. We always talk about it because I believe our bodies are always speaking to us. So, yes. you know, if you're, if you're hurting on your, you know, if your knees hurting, well, where can you be more flexible or, you know, this kind of a thing. If you're, if you have a cough, you know, yeah. for me, like the cough, I go. right before recording the audiobook, that was a little bit of fear of speaking your voice, right? So you acknowledge it and you do your affirmations and you work through it and helping someone recognize some of those omens and how they can apply to our life. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it is, is teaching people the vibrational language that we all already speak. Yeah. Anyone, anyone can walk into a room and know whether it's tension or whether it's happy. So therefore you can read this language, you can hear it, you can speak it. It's just a matter of tuning in. Yes. Yeah. So I'm a somatic psychotherapist in my day job. And so I'm always working with people around their body experience and their emotions and how those things go together and how there's so much wisdom for us here in our bodies. And, And then for me, the witchcraft is just another layer of that, of dropping into, like we were talking about the energies that are all around us. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you can hear your body and you can hear what's happening outside of yourself, you really get into this different alignment with your emotional body as well. Um, and there's so much capacity for growth and healing. Yeah. And then when you, for me too, cause I love to play with the herbs. So Mm -hmm. when you create relationships with those plant allies, Mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of out of whack and all of a sudden you're like, God, I need something. And the, you know, the red clover is like, I'm here. You remember you were going to make a tea and you're like, Oh yeah. And you know, my new thing has been, um, facial steams with flowers. Uh Uh-huh. And just like we would do in the old days with you rub Vicks on your chest, Yes. you know, (laughs) lean over into a bowl with your head over it. I do the same thing, but now it's chamomile flowers and yarrow and lavender. And, and Mm -hmm. it's, and, and what I like to do is think of the plant. Cause I, these are my, these are my plant babies too. So singing to them when I take them, um, putting them in the bowl, seeing them as they grew, like really recognizing that these are allies yes, that are here for us. And, and we can calibrate ourselves with their help. And I believe they call out to us as much as we call out to them. Mm-hmm. So they're calling us into their state, whatever it might be, if, if it's lavender and we need to calm down, if it's clary sage and we need clarity, you know, and, and that, you know, it's not just, where's my lavender? It's like, what, who's calling me, you know, and learning to, to listen. Yes. And not yeah. think yourself so crazy because we've been talking to plants and we have those scientific evidence of talking to plant house plants. Mm-hmm. So yep. why not talk to our basil? Right. <laughs> well, talking to all of it. And then, and then, like you said, learning to listen and learning to listen, how your body responds, because yeah. also on that note, just because somebody says lavender is good for calming, doesn't mean it's going to calm you down. But if right. you listen, you might discover what will. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it's kind of like that a long time ago, there was that commercial milk does a body good. Oh yeah. I remember that. Right. Right. Yeah. And I've always been lactose intolerant. So I'm like, no, it doesn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not yes. everybody, not everybody likes milk. Exactly. And so not everybody, you know, we do this, we've done this with Ganesha and everyone's like, it's the panacea. It's like not for everybody. Yeah. Yep. You know, and like you said, listening and paying attention to how your body responds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's all so interwoven, all of these pieces, the body, the mind, the emotional body, the world outside, you know, the earth, the cosmos, all of it. It's just so, I mean, you know that, but. <laughs> well, yes, but it's, but I think also just recognizing that we are one member of this big web. Yes. Yes. And, and that's really important to remember that we're one member, you know, and mm-hmm. we're not, we're not the, we don't need to be on the top. It's not a hierarchical thing. Yes. It's a, it's a circle. Mm-hmm. And there's humility in that, you know, it's being humble to go. Yeah. I am just a part of this whole thing. I am not, I am not the be all end all just cause I'm quote human. That doesn't make me the, the top tier. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. And I think it's such a blessing to live this life, right. To have yeah. these connections, because I really feel like when you're walking the path of the witchcraft, you're never alone. Yes. I agree. There's- there's always, you know, even if it's your, if it's your drum, if it's your, you know, uh, you know, your animal spirits or whatever yeah. it is, you're always, you've always got someone, someone's got your back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's all there. It's all there yeah. for you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So Jamie, when does your book come out? When does this next mm-hmm. one come out? So a box of magic and here's the long subtitle. <laughs> They do this now, really long subtitles. Um, so it's a guided journey to crafting a magical life with witchcraft, ritual herbalism, and spellcrafting. Okay. Nice. Well done. Yes, thank you. We got it all in there. <laughs> um, and it comes out on September 26th. Okay. And so I'm really excited. There are pre-orders available that uh, we will have bonus features. So there's going to be PDFs that are um, from the book and some special things that weren't in the book that were in the box of magic that didn't get in the book. Um, just some nice little fun things because we all like little, we like sparkly things. Otherwise we wouldn't be witches. <laughs> right. There you go. That's, that's the important thing to note. <laughs> so how did, how does somebody pre-order? Is this like pre-order on Amazon or? Yes, you can okay. pre-order on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or if you use bookshop, I don't know okay. if you're familiar with bookshop. I'm not. Okay. So I'd like to tell everybody about bookshop. Yeah, bookshop, uh, bookshop is kind of like the um, independent booksellers, Amazon. Oh, okay. So you can, you can choose a, a, a bookstore that's your local bookshop and they get, they, and in though, or wherever you are, but you can still order it. It comes to you online I mean, you order it online and it comes to you, but it benefits independent bookstores. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really big about independent bookstores because if we don't have that level of independence for our uh, expression of, of thought and experience, and if only there's a few publishers ever, or uh, like, as someone explained it to me once for Barnes and Noble, I mean, Amazon, there's everything, right. But Barnes and Noble, let's just say, we'll start with that. There's going to be, you know, a book buyer for a region Mm -hmm. or like the Southwest region. So if they don't like poodles, there's not going to be books on poodles. 
you know, and with independent booksellers in that same region, you could have 250 book buyers. Uh-huh. So we get 250 booksellers, you know, independent bookshops in all of the Southwest, let's just say, and all of those, then you have that many more opportunities to get that many more ideas and thoughts and experiences into our books, into our hands, into our heads and our hearts. Yeah. I love that. That's wonderful. So, so yeah, bookshop.com dot org dot org. Okay. Dot org. Yeah. So Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, you can pre-order on any of those. And then on my website, um, there's a, a box of magic, a special page, and there's a loyalty launch that you'll see the, the little link to when you get there. So I hope, I hope people come see, I hope people come check out my book. It's a story of a mentor that, you know, and when you're uh, an author, they'll tell you to like, do that thing. Well, it's this book meets this book that meets this book. Uh-huh. The problem is, is that my, is that my books are like from the eighties and the nineties. So it's like, okay, so this is um, when Tuesday with more Tuesdays with Maury Uh meets beaches. (laughs) Wait for it. One more meets like water for chocolate. Oh my gosh. I love it. So so we got it all (laughs) rolled up there. You know, those days of meeting with your mentor and then ending every you know, chapter with a ritual or a spell, a way to live it, not just to like memorize it. My, you know, I I really believe that we learn the best through doing. Yes. And so you could have all these stories, but have all like the narration that says, you know, this is what rich plant, this is what plant magic is. This is what, you know, herbalism is, but showing them, what does it mean? If actually you meet Pan one day, Yes. How does, what does that feel like? What does that look like? And, and sharing that with somebody, because we have a very special language, mm-hmm. the, the, our witchcraft language, and not everybody speaks this energetic, the language of energy with us. And so being able to share that with somebody who understands and can get excited, mm-hmm. you know, with you, it's, it's just a really powerful thing. And I feel like we learn also through parables and stories. Yes. And that's why it was important for me to be vulnerable and ask those to let the reader see someone who at that time I had two books out. I had the, the book, a cookbook and the teen spell book. And I still wanted to ask questions of my mentor. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also really important to give ourselves a break because it's not important that we memorize every magical correspondence or have every magical tool. All that's important is our relationship and the intentions that we carry in our hearts and the alchemy of how all that works together. They're all ingredients. So you, they're standalone, but when you put them together and weave them together, that's when the magic comes and then blessed and kissed by the natural forces and whatever's going on in the cosmos at the moment. Yeah, that's, that is really well said. Um, I, it's, well, I just think it's so important to, um, to first of all, have the experience, the experiential piece for me, I'm all about learning by doing, I think it's much more powerful and we remember Mm -hmm. it in a really different, more layered way. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love that you said that. And then just the idea that we never stop learning, you know, you wrote two books and you still have more to learn. And yeah. And that's true for all of us. It's like, you can be practicing this path for decades and decades, and there's still more to learn. Yeah. And I think one of the things too, is keeping that childlike wonder. Yes. You know, when we say something's magical, it, mm-hmm. it it's imbued with this wonderment, yes. right? And so when people say, okay, what could a new person get from it? What can a person who's been uh, practicing for a while get from this book? You know, I feel like one of those things for people who's been practicing for a while 
is that level of remember when we were vulnerable remember when we had wonder mm-hmm. go back to that hold mm-hmm. on to that because that's what makes it exciting yes. not just the routine and we just tend to the garden but like it's like when we see those tomatoes pop or we see the flowers start to bloom and the oh still having that moment every time with magic versus ever letting it get mundane or that we come to expect it just yeah. to be blessed by it every time we see it Yes. To find the awe, to always to find, find the, the awe. awe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jamie, I just want to say thank you so much for being here with me today and for sharing some of a, a snippet of your story. Oh, um, thank you. And telling us about your book, which I'm really excited to finish reading. And um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm grateful. It's lovely to meet you and spend this time with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for your thoughtful questions and your heartfelt connection and laughter. This is so much fun. I had a great time. Yay. And for anyone listening, I will go ahead and put Jamie's um, information in the show notes. So you can check out her website. You can go and buy her book. Please do that because you won't be sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And that's it. Any any last things that I missed? Uh, Just you know what, just empower to everybody, just know to empower yourself, to love yourself on this practice, be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. keep learning and really be kind to others because a lot of us are just waking up at different levels and different stages and different ways. And I feel like really keeping an open mind to what magic can mean to each person because yeah. there's a there's a little witch in all of us, but we get to discover him and her, them. We get to decide what that witch feels like inside. No one gets to tell us and just know that you have the answers within you. Yes. I love it. Perfect, <laughs> perfect words to end on. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And everyone listening until next time, keep it magical. Hey there, friends. Emily here from Wise Woman Witchery. If you like what you hear on The Witch Next Door, I invite you to support us. You can do that by rating, reviewing, liking, following, uh, what else? (laughs) Whatever else it is that you do on the platform you like to listen to podcasts on. By doing these things, it actually helps other people find us. And in that way, helps us spread the magic. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that. And thanks for being a listener. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.